So breathe deep into this resting awareness. Breathe deep into the resting body. Breathe deep into listening. And feel the medicine of the resting body, the medicine of awareness, ease and well-being. Take a deep breath. Exhale slowly. Perhaps move the body just a little bit, keeping your awareness and also your mindfulness as we prepare ourselves for our talk and discussion. If you like where you're at, please stay where you're at. Don't need to rush to listen to a Dharma talk. This talk is called The Empty Chair. Mindfulness and who's listening anyway. The first thing we establish in our practice is mindfulness. Before we change anything about ourselves or grow or refine, we have to see what's happening. Mindfulness is one of the ways in which we see what's happening clearly. Just as we sit in an empty chair facing a door, we see who comes into the room. Mindfulness allows us to see our own mental states, our physical states, emotional states clearly. Mindfulness allows us to see those same things in other people. There is no judgment in observation. Judgment gets in the way of observing cleanly and clearly. Mindfulness, again, is like sitting in an empty room, watching whatever comes through the door, noting, noting. Once you begin to have mindfulness, which is the foundation for our practice, we then can observe habits and conditions and thought patterns that clearly move us in certain directions, create habits that we follow unconsciously. But as soon as we build mindfulness skills, our habits are conscious because we see them. You can't change what you can't see. Mindfulness gives us the ability to see clearly and then we can start making changes. So. We begin with mindfulness, noting body, mind, thoughts, sensation, perception, belief. And this talk is really about who in you is listening.
And I'll explain where this comes from. But you have to have mindfulness to see the listener. Okay, I am prone to taking things personally. Stop laughing, Rebecca. It's true. (laughs) I am prone to taking things personally. Which means, when people talk to me, the listener is listening for things that I can take personally. When my listener is conditioned by someone who's afraid of rejection, I listen for signs of being rejected. Who is the listener in this case? Is it me? Is it my awareness? Or is it that conditioned self that's looking for that same thing over and over again? If you are a contentious person, you contend with things, you argue with the things, the state of things, you argue with other people, who is listening? You're listening for things to be contentious with. One of my patients today started the first 10 minutes, which is longer than I'd normally let her go, but first 10 minutes of complaining about her boyfriend. Everything she heard him say, she found fault with. She is listening with a contentious ear. Who in you is listening? What is she or he listening for? It's usually going to listen for things that reinforce old habits and beliefs about yourself and other people. If you have contentious beliefs of other people, you will find fault in what they're saying. You will be listening to find fault. If you have low self-esteem, low self-worth, you will be listening for ways in which people put you down and reject who you are. That is who's listening for you. Without mindfulness, it's very hard to see that you have a listener engaged. Mindful listening doesn't have that listener. Mindful listening hears data, information, without the judgment of what's being said. And then curiosity is the next step. Ah, what is that person really saying? Maybe I need clarity. Not mindful listening, you're listening with a conditioned ear. I bet all of you are thinking about right now who is listening to this talk or who is mostly engaged in listening when I'm in the world. Because if you slow down and become mindful, you will see a character or characters that listen for you. And they will tell you things, she or he will tell you something that will reinforce what you already believe, positive, negative, or neutral. This keeps us in a loop. This very act of listening, conditioned listening, keeps us in a loop that we fulfill by the very act of listening through that conditioned listener and then speaking from that person. So my wife will tell me, Mike, you're listening for, you're listening to be blamed for something. And I have to realize I am. I'm actually hearing her and I'm blaming myself for something. Shit, I did something wrong again. And she's like, I'm not saying anything about that. You're actually listening for it. I'm just giving you a fact. What you're hearing is something that reinforces how you're feeling. She doesn't use that language. She just goes, stop doing that. But what she's saying is, <laughs> what she's saying is, you're listening for blame so that you can feel some shame right now. Why do I need to feel shame? Well, that's a habit of mine. So I listen to be for blame so that I could have shame, 
which is reinforcing this thing I don't really want anymore in my life. Does this make sense? So, without mindfulness, you won't see these listeners, but sitting still like we're doing, you will start to see that. Like sitting in an empty chair, you invite everything to come in. And you have reactions. Your body. How many of you had reactions to ancestors and family walk in? Were you able to do that? Could you feel your body doing certain things? How about when you saw your angry self? Could you see your angry self walk in a room? If any of you are parents, you have an angry face. I once worked with a. Uh, I was working with a, 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 a man who was working on his anger, and he goes, "You know, I, I hide it pretty well." I said, "Really? You hide your anger pretty well." I want you to go home and ask your six-year-old daughter what daddy's angry face looks like. He came back weeping because he saw himself clearly in the mirror of his daughter's face. If you don't know what your angry face looks like, ask your spouse, your friends, your daughters, your sons. And then start seeing that person walk into the room. As you're in your own body, When your angry character walks in, your mindfulness will say, there's my angry face again. There's my angry character walking in. There's my sadness. There's my needy nature walking in. Because you're sitting there watching. That's what mindfulness is. It's a constant state of watching to know who's coming in to the door in the mind. Who's coming out of your mouth, of your face. This is hard work, but this is the refinement we're all doing here in the Sangha, you know. We're all here going, I want to be uh, a person who's mindful, who's not acting out of anger or neediness. You have to see it happening. And then catch yourself listening. Which part of you is listening? So I want to pause for a moment and let you all talk to each other about uh, what you experienced, if you at all experienced anything, watching, angry, you, sad, you. And then who's listening for you most often? What part of you is most active in listening? when you're not being mindful. I'm going to pause this recording.